0: Hello and welcome to Get That Grad Job, a podcast brought to you by the Lancaster University Careers Team. Today's theme is Dealing with Rejection. I'm Hannah, your host, and I'm joined by three guests. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, Please, could you just all introduce yourselves?
1: Hi, I'm Ruth Bushy. I studied English Literature and Language at Lancaster University, and I've had lots of roles in publishing and journalism since then. I'm now a freelance writer. I'm published in The Guardian, The Metro, and all over the web and I mostly write about personal finance, student money, and higher education. As a freelancer, I deal with lots of different kinds of rejection, sometimes on a daily basis, so I'm looking forward to hearing everyone's thoughts on this.
0: Yeah, fantastic. I'm sure it's going to bring a really good perspective.
2: Hi, uh, my name's Paul. I originally studied uh, philosophy at Lancaster. I graduated back in uh, 1998. Uh, back in the last century uh, uh, but I, uh, I've i worked in procurement and supply chain for over 20 years since. Uh, I've worked for clients like uh, Google, the NHS, Heathrow Airport, the Football Association uh, and now I work as Head of Commercial Strategy for York St John University.
3: Amazing, thanks. Hi, my name is Rory Daly. I am Head of Careers at Lancaster University Management School. I am also a Lancaster graduate from uh, 2000 And I've been at Lancaster on and off since then uh, and all my roles have revolved around uh, skills development, student development and student advice and guidance, supporting everybody from first year undergraduates through to executive MBA students
0: great thank you so much for joining me today it's really great to have you and um, so i guess this podcast is about dealing with rejection in terms of job rejections and um, so the first question i guess could be why do people get rejected from jobs
1: i've got thoughts about this so let me jump right in um i do want to say first i think sometimes it is just about the look of the draw especially right now there's so much competition um there are so many people chasing jobs and it's not always that you've done something wrong and i think it's important to be accepting of that and be kind be kind to yourselves about that um but having said that i think sometimes we we like to tell ourselves that we're doing all the right things um and and sometimes we're not really i think we There are certain things that we think we have to check off. Um, We apply for jobs in certain ways. We put the bullets on the CV and, you know, we go through mentally tick off all those things. Um, And then it's, you know, a subtle thing. We forget to think about what an employer actually wants um, and how we might benefit a company or a team. And I think there's potentially that little gap uh, between the job that we're applying for uh, and the way that we might sell ourselves. I don't know what the rest of you think about that.
2: I think you're right. Uh, Sometimes you can have uh, environmental factors. Um, I remember applying for a a role with a a pharmaceutical company. I did uh, 10 hours of interviews over three sessions. I I met with my my future manager. I had a conference call with the CEO in the US. I even went to, (laughs) I was sent on a lunch with the team that I would be managing so that they could ask me questions. It's a really grueling process. And then the following week, I got a call to say, we're really sorry, uh, we've had our budget cut, we're not recruiting anyone. <laughs> and and it, it would be really easy for me to, to, to think, oh, well, what could I have done differently? What you know, Was it something about my approach? Was it the, the way I answered? And sometimes, like you say, it, it's just external factors. So you, you do have to reflect on these things and be realistic. Sometimes it's things that you could have an influence on, other times it was out of your hands.
3: Yeah, I think I think Paul's absolutely right about the, the element of control. And I think the sooner you get rejected in the recruitment process, the more control you probably have to be able to remedy something. So for instance, if you get rejected at the application stage, you can actually have a look with your careers advisor or with a friend and have a look at your your CV or application and you might be able to identify areas that you could have improved. But if it's at a final interview stage, it's often quite difficult to identify why you might have got rejected. And one of the most frustrating things for, for all applicants, not just for students is when the recruiter says, well, actually it just came down to you and somebody else, and there's nothing you could have actually done to make a difference. So I think sometimes it's also to be, um, you know, you have to get used to the fact that you will be rejected, but also not to take it personally some of the time. If you can fix the things, you can fix the things, but often there isn't actually anything to fix. It's just that there was somebody more suited to the vacancy at the end of the day.
0: So practically, how would someone pick themselves up? You've been rejected. How do you pick yourself up?
3: Well I would go back to the point I just made Hannah and said don't take it personally. Hmm. So it's it's not a often it's not a personal reflection on you. So for instance, if you get to a final interview stage with an organisation they've already decided that you're probably quite capable of doing the job. So you've put in a good application, you've managed to get through all the stages, video stages, uh, psychometric testing, etc. So actually, they've probably just found somebody who is a better fit for the company. Now, um, there's, you know, once that happens, you just have to accept it and say, I've done everything I possibly could and let's move on to the next application.
2: I think you're right there. There's there's something to be said about being able to take hard truths on the chin, and 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 having that honesty with yourself. Um, I know there's there's times when I've gone in, into interviews and I've thought, I thought I've got this nailed. I've, I've got absolutely everything. You know, I am I'm gonna waltz this, and and reality hits you in the face. And I think you do have to be kind to yourself, but you also have to be honest with yourself. Go back and and review what you did. And, and learn what worked and what didn't work. and sometimes there's, there's an opportunity to get feedback from people who've interviewed you and, and if it's available, absolutely go go and get hold of it. Even if it's tough reading, even if it it's things that you might not at that point in time agree with, uh, it's absolutely a, a really healthy exercise to be able to look at that. look at that in, in the mirror and say, well, okay, um, I tried this tactic. I tried this approach. It wasn't successful. What would I do in, in a similar situation again? What are the things that I could perhaps change? And, you know, you, you might think that um, you need to tear up plan A and, and have a completely new strategy, or it might just be that there's tweaking to be done. Um, you are talking earlier about um, having different, different opportunities where you, you're applying for a role and you've got a lot of very good candidates there. You know, it's not that you're a country mile away. You are quite close. And in those situations, it could just be a few finer elements that make all the difference between getting what you want and maybe not.
0: Mm. So you've talked there about being quite proactive in your rejection. Has anyone got any thoughts about how students can be proactive in that rejection?
3: Well, I think, first, I think Paul just mentioned about getting um, feedback, if at all, available. Unfortunately, sometimes particularly if, if you're applying into large multinational companies who are recruiting hundreds of students, there won't be the opportunity for um, personalised feedback. They just won't offer the personalised feedback. But first of all, you probably notice yourself, if you haven't performed well on the day, you'll probably reflect on it yourself and be aware of where the gaps were in your performance. But also what's sometimes interesting as well is, is to try and keep an eye out and see who actually did get the job. And, and sometimes that's possible through LinkedIn, or maybe you know somebody else who works for the company, and just to have a look at the profile of the person who did actually get the job, and that can actually help you to identify that maybe there was gaps in your in your approach, or maybe in your CV um, that kind of swayed it towards the other person. I guess the other thing to do as well is to um, is to talk to other people in the company. If you are if you are concerned because they might have some insight into into why you didn't get the job, you know you might be able to explain things that happened on the day to them or questions that you were asked, and they might be able to give you some feedback as to why a particular interviewer uh, would have preferred something else in your answers than 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 what you presented.
1: Absolutely. Um, I wanted to add that um, yeah, to build on that that it's it's probably useful to stick to facts when you when you review what you think has happened um it's it's easy to 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 mind read i think or try to mind read what 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 your application or your lack of success means um i i can't do this i didn't do that and um i mean some of those things you will know are true um but i think it's it's being able to discern the things that that really happened during your application for the job and the interview um, and things that are maybe more down to your negative voice maybe you know listening to the internal negative voice and knowing when to shut that off I think perhaps drawing on that can be a useful way of dealing with rejection um, and making it through rejection Uh, but the other thing I wanted to add thinking back to previous answer was that um, dealing with, with rejection is something that takes practice it's a skill like anything else Um, And most of us will go a long way trying to avoid the pain of not being wanted or feeling like we weren't wanted, Um, but in fact, the more we go through it, the better it is. And it is a skill that we need to draw on in life, you know, not just early on in applying for our first jobs, but continuously. So, you know, maybe if you can find a way to embrace it in that sense that it's all, it all builds something and you call it character development or whatever, but it's part of your longer term game plan for your career, for your (laughs) life in general. Um, And I'm not saying go out there and find ways to be rejected, but I think finding the opportunity in rejection maybe can be a a positive spin on it.
0: So Ruth, I know you've talked a little bit about how in your role you deal with rejection quite a lot. how do you deal with it? Like, What's the process that you go through when you get a big rejection for something?
1: Um, a lot of my rejection in, for instance, what I'm doing is I will try and um, send out stories to editors. A lot of the time I don't hear back, exactly as with you know, a lot of job applications, you just never hear, you don't get feedback. Um, one of the things that I have done is I let myself be upset. Sometimes I think that's all right, it's, it's, it's good to acknowledge that something is really hard it's hard to deal with the fact that nobody replies to you um you can start telling yourself "Oh, my ideas really are really poor i'm not cut out for this i'm in the wrong job i you know i this I that." and that's what i'm saying about that's your negative internal voice it is not a factual representation of what's happening um but i have really tried to embrace what am i doing that's How am I misleading myself? I think it is easy to tell yourself that you're doing the right things in the right way. Um, But the same as with jobs, I think it's not really about you sometimes. It's not about what you want. It's about... The difference that you can make to somebody else. So when I approach editors, I think about now. I think what can I do that's going to save that editor time, that's going to benefit their readership, rather than oh, I want to, I want to write about this. I want to. Do, it's all I, 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 and I think you have to maybe move away from that. And the last thing I would say that's been useful is getting feedback. It doesn't have to just be from your um, current employer, the one that didn't give you the job. It could be from other people who have valid opinions in that space so it could be other employers or it could even be you know other students that are applying what are you collectively finding out what are your what are the rejection notices that people are getting what's that feedback that you can all draw from maybe that can be useful as well.
0: That's really interesting Um. so practically how would a student if they'd been rejected contact an employer and ask for feedback how would they go about that?
1: I would just ask them. I would email them. Um, if I bumped into them somehow, then I, I think that it's it's all right to just make it very plain. Can I have some feedback? But don't expect any feedback because as um, uh, I think Rory was saying, a lot of people don't have time. I don't think that's actually fair, but um, that is how it works. Some people will just say we don't have time to give you feedback. So I think don't expect, but ask, and be prepared to um, be prepared to hear some hard truth sometimes.
2: I, I've often uh, applied through recruitment agencies. So um, sometimes I've been looking to find work in, uh, in, in new cities. So I, I need to go to an expert who can tell me more about the job market there. And I found it beneficial to, to try and build a rapport and a relationship with some of the uh, recruitment agents. Because if I'm looking for, typically in my case, it'd be finance or procurement related roles, I'm going to be dealing with the same uh, couple of people and so I can help uh, get my access into the market across better if they know a bit more about me. And if I'm going back to them time and time again, uh, I can get more comfortable in asking them, well, that role that, you know, nothing came from it. Did, did you hear back or did I get anything? And and they will be as honest as they can. Uh, if they're going to be a middleman with a, with another company or with a large corporate, they they simply may not be giving anything to work with. And And that's not a reflection on, on me, the the applicant. That's just the the nature of there being many more applications than there are roles. And they're dealing with all that administration and trying to keep those lines of communication going. Um, But just just trying to keep that relationship, I think, really helps um, because then I'm more comfortable asking. and, And they're more likely, when they come across another vacancy, to think, Oh, oh, yeah, I remember that guy that I was talking to. Oh, yeah, he, he's always asking me about roles that look like this. I'll make sure to make him aware and, and the, an opportunity can come out of that.
0: Definitely. So we've talked about gathering feedback. Hopefully you will have got some feedback at some point in the process. What would you suggest that students and graduates do when they've got that feedback? How would you suggest that they used it?
3: I think, first of all, Hannah, um, going back to a point that was made earlier, if you need to sit down with the, with the feedback and reflect on it. So mm-hmm. it might be the, the kind of general feedback that there was a better candidate on the day and there's not a lot you can do with that feedback because, you know, <laughs> that's just what it was. Um, it may be that uh, the feedback is that we were looking for somebody with a bit more experience in X and Y. Well, in that case, you can decide how important it is to you to try and get some experience in X and Y, if that's really the career sector, um, the job sector, or the type of role that you're really, really interested in, it's also perfectly uh, acceptable as long as it's not done in a in a big-headed way. To actually disagree a little bit with the feedback, um, and I, and I mean that not by saying if somebody says you didn't perform very well in this, in the in the uh, case study exercise because oh, you did this, this, and this. I don't mean disagreeing with that because that's their observation <laughs> and it's correct. But I mean more so um, that somebody might feedback back and say to you, well, we don't believe you could, you could have done this role because you um, haven't had other types of experience. Um, and you might still be very, very confident that you could do the role. So in that situation, it's not to be put off to carry on applying for similar roles because other co- other employers mightn't put as much emphasis on that particular gap in your experience or, or on your CV. I guess another wa- the other way to do it is to take the feedback back to your careers advisor or to the career service or to a friend or to anybody who'll give you some honest feedback and just say, look, this was the feedback I got about my performance. Does any of that ring through to you? And you know me really well. Mm -hmm. But I I guess the key thing is you have to be able to accept and expect some hard truths and be comfortable with hearing them.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I'd probably add to that um, to to look for patterns as well. So if you get one piece of feedback that says, uh, we didn't think your presentation skills were very strong, well, you might think that's just your opinion. But if you get two, three, four bits of feedback and they're all saying, your presentation skills aren't very strong. You need to look at the pattern there and think, okay, if, if this is a career I want to go in, or this is a role I want to pursue, I'm going to have to address that because I, I keep getting those those messages. Um, and just look for that. So you, you you might get a few outliers in there, and and that could just be someone's perception. But if you're seeing things pop up time and time again, then you, you have to take action on that.
3: Absolutely. And just just on just on the on those patterns again. You also have to accept that if you do see a pattern of rejection that actually you may want to reflect whether that is the appropriate role for you. It might be a role you want or it might be a type of role that you want, but maybe you need to reflect that if there is that pattern of rejection for the same thing, particularly around your experience, or your CV, that actually it's not the sector for you. And that's also a hard truth to to receive.
0: Absolutely. And Ruth, you mentioned before about, I really like this, being able to discern things that were fact and which were actually negative internal voices. So I just want to touch on that a little bit more because I think this is actually a really big issue for students with this feedback topic that we're talking about. So how do you analyse and reflect without being overcritical of yourself?
1: I think it does come back to that. Um, Is it something that's that you can demonstrate through by analyzing the facts? Or is it something that you are telling yourself because, because you feel scared or you feel hurt? And I think being able to discern between the two, again, takes practice like most things. Um, the more you start listening out for what your inner voice is like, um, the more you'll know when it's that that's telling you what you've done wrong you know chances are you might ha- not have done anything wrong at all it's just that's how it went um and something that somebody told me recently has actually been quite useful which is to give your inner voice a name and when it's telling you something that's not useful in the current situation you can say well shut up you know shut up Sandra or whatever <laughs> you call your inner voice sorry Sandra's out there um <laughs> being able to turn off the voice is useful when it's not helping you and I think that I think that is key here because um, it, it this whole process of learning, is it a pattern or not? That takes practice. Is it helpful reflection? That takes practice. All of those things. And that's another reason why I'm saying um, being, reject, being rejected can be a good thing because it's only by being rejected that you develop the skills, you know, to... To see what those are and move forward with it otherwise it's just it just feels like you're being punched every now and again and there's you know, seemingly nothing that you can do about it
2: yeah I remember um, I was um, I was once in, in a role that I uh, I'd spent several years working in and uh, I really enjoyed it uh, I'd gone through a, a long process to get this job it, well it wasn't quite my dream job but it, you know it was up there um, but then over time uh, there was a restructure um, I ended up working for a different boss. Um, the, the business had different uh, objectives and I was finding it very difficult to be successful there. And I felt quite rejected by the role I was already in and had already put a lot of time and effort into, into getting this position. And um, eventually what I decided to do was something which uh, go, goes against my nature and was quite difficult for me to do. I quit um, because there was things that I wanted to do and achieve in my career but the environment around me had changed and I, and, I, and I didn't honestly feel I could do them um, and, and that was quite a, a hard pill to swallow but looking back and reflecting you know those things I want to do in my career and it wasn't necessarily working for that one boss in that one role in that one company there was, there was wider things that I wanted to achieve so I needed to take myself outside of that and, and review what I did want to do and where I could be successful and it actually turned out I ended up working where I do now and I'm doing all of those things that I do want to do in my career that I couldn't do before. So, so sometimes, you know, it, it sounds a bit corny. There is opportunity and rejection, <laughs> um, but this is true. You know, it helps you identify what don't you want to be doing, where don't I want to be, and that can help clarify for you when you do need to make a change or have a different approach or, or change your, your, your tactics.
1: I want to say that that's a I think that approach is 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 the perfect way to not take it personally to see it as something that helps you refine where you're going in life and what you what you want from it I think that's a really way of doing it
3: I think as well just just on on that Hannah I think particularly for um for graduates and for for placement students and mm-hmm. um, we flag up to students regularly that that For instance, if you're applying for a placement year, the average placement year student applies for between 12 and 15 placements before they get one. And by definition, within that then, there are between 11 and 14 rejections at some (laughs) stage along the way. And and I think it's important to remember that unless you're in the freelance space, as Ruth was saying, where you're applying for mini-roles, as it were, every day, that this is a very specific time in life um, and to remember that this is not going to be happening to you every year of your life as you're going along in the, in the workplace <laughs> yeah, right. hopefully that it's very very specific for placement students students applying for internships and for graduates that you will apply for that number of jobs in such a short space of time and receive that amount of rejection
0: absolutely that's a really good point so We've covered so much stuff today and there's so much more that I want to ask you, but I'm really conscious of time. Um, so could you just all give me your kind of final top tips for students and graduates as they're dealing with that rejection um, from
2: jobs? I think what I, I'd recommend people do is um, always take the time to get someone else's opinion, because it's it's very easy to get trapped in your own echo chamber of, um, it's all about me, it's what I've done wrong, it's what they think of me, if you if you've got access to a, a mentor or a friend, someone who's already you know in, out in the workplace, just just take the time to reflect on on the feedback you're getting and see if it's just your perception of it or whether actually there's there's things there that you're missing. And I think you, you'll get a much more uh, realistic and honest appraisal if you just take that time to 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 get other people's viewpoints as well, rather than just getting trapped in that spiral of uh, of your own thoughts.
3: That's a really good one. I I think I would, uh, first of all, re-emphasize the um, don't take it personally. Um, Don't dwell on it from a personal perspective. It's not a personal attack on you that you've been rejected. Mm -hmm. Um, It might be a a comment on your experience, your CVs, but it's not a personal um, uh, comment on you. Um, But I guess... Finally, to say, we, we talk often about graduates and students not being a good fit for an organization uh, and that results in rejection. Actually, you can also flip that about and say that the reason you didn't get the role was that the company wasn't a good fit for you. So mm-hmm. flip it about, to, you can take that perspective and flip it about so you're, you know, lots of the students are listening to this will be Lancaster University students who are already very high-performing students who will be in demand from organizations and companies and they will find the ideal company for them as as they go along so not to take this one personally and keep looking for the company that fits you and and you will find it
1: yeah I guess I would add that um, yes I agree with with all of that that everyone else has (laughs) said Um, and to not not forget that everybody everybody gets rejected, including the people that we now for um, success means. But we think you know the people who are known for their success now for for doing well in their jobs and in their social endeavours um, have also been rejected. So it's something that we all go through, um, but that it can be it can be a useful thing. I think I think find ways to. Is a ba- think about what you want and what you don't want and yes things like maybe this job or this career isn't really the best fit for me um and being prepared to change in in practical useful ways not just about ditching everything that's important to you because you know you're convinced you've got something wrong but um rethinking your approach Mm -hmm. to how you fit into the world of work um and again what I keep saying about um what is it you think you're doing for employers? What is it? What are the benefits that you're bringing to them? And I think if you drill down into the, you know, the honest answers, are you applying for jobs because of what they'll do for you, or because of what you can genuinely contribute to it, to an organisation? And I, I think that can be a useful reflection to have um but ultimately of course sometimes it's just about luck and I think it's all right to to go with the flow sometimes there will be times when it just seems awful and you feel like you just can't be done with any more rejection and you need time out and that's okay and then sometimes you will just be in the right place at the right time and everybody gets a shot at that and I think it's important to remember that that your time will come as well
0: This has been a really interesting conversation and we hope it's been interesting for you who are listening. So thank you for listening to Get That Grad Job. Thank you especially to my brilliant guests. Tune in next time for more information and advice on getting a grad job. Bye.